Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello. I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday today. I'm your host, Hammond Bolden, who's filling in today for Dr. Young on the Transformation for Success radio talk show. Now, today we have a fantastic and exciting guest and great show. Our guest today, Mr. Timothy Teach Jones. So I'm telling you, you're going to want to listen in, tell your friends, or even take the download uh, later on for the show. Uh, We have a very interesting topic today. It's called This Man is a Man on Purpose. So get yourself ready, pens, notebooks. Of course, if you're not driving. (laughs) So as we hear from Mr. Timothy Teach Jones, share his story of success. So, Timothy, we want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, I want to share a little pertinent information about this dynamic and inspirational man. Uh, Timothy Teach Jones, he is an entrepreneur, filmmaker, stellar award-winning hip-hop artist, and a theatrically trained actor. Uh, He's inspired millions of young people with this upbeat humor and style of speaking, and he also is a husband father, and also an ordained minister. So Timothy is a man of many talents, as you've heard, and responsibilities, but he has one purpose, and it is to inspire. So again, this is a show you will not want to miss. Share with your friends. Chime in. Uh, You also can give us a call um, because this Transformation for Success show is always here for you each Tuesday at noon on the Empowerment Channel and also Fridays at noon on the Women's Channel. Uh, So we've been syndicated there for your leisure. So if you want to check some downloads, you're more than welcome. So we invite you to tune in each week. Uh, You can access Dr. Young on her Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And you can also download the show and go to the iTunes, and also they're available. So each week, uh, Dr. Young interviews individuals from all walks of life, as you've heard in these shows, uh, different professions, people who share their transformational journeys with you. So the show is designed to do some things for you, and that's to give you hope, to help encourage you, enrich you, elevate you, and enrich your life to take the step of action to transform your life personally and professionally one step at a time. Now, you are welcome to email any comments or questions you have to us at info at transformationforsuccess.com. You're also welcome to call in the show today to ask questions uh, of Timothy Jones or myself. And the number is 888-346-9141. You will also hear this number repeat again during the commercial break. So listeners, get ready. Text your friends. Email them and let them tune in to today's show. I know you'll be inspired and enlightened. So let's put our hands together and give a big shout out uh, to welcome Mr. Timothy Jones. Happy to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well, Hammond. Thank you so much for having me, and that's an excellent introduction. I just appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Cannot thank you enough, Timothy, for taking the time you know, from your busy schedule to be on the show with us. Uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, you absolutely have an incredible story to share with the listeners today. But first, I want to uh, you know, share an interesting about your early life. I know you were born in L.A. Yes. And, and at an early age, you discovered an interest in music. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that interest was and what that uh, particular instrument that you used and played? Tell us well, about the in- that. 
the interest that I took was because of my mother. My mother's a singer. She was a singer before I was born, and that's all she did when we were kids is sing around the house. So it was always something that was familiar with me. My dad loved music, too, so I grew up in that, that 70s era with uh, Marvin Gaye and um, you know Curtis Mayfield, Donny Hathaway. So music was always around us, but when I was about nine years old, uh, I noticed someone playing the piano on television, and I had never heard an instrument like that before. It was one of the most beautiful sounds that I had heard, so I begged my parents to give me uh, piano lessons, and they did. And I quickly accelerated, and um, I learned. I was classically trained, so I learned a lot of Beethoven and uh, Mozart and Bach and played a lot of recitals. And, you know, that's one of the regrets that I have is that I, I kind of let that skill um, wean, so to speak, um, and because of peer pressure in the street, you know, it wasn't perceived as masculine, so it was something that I gave up. Right, right. So if you were, had a chance to play a piano, could you play a little Bach? Or? <laughs> well, I can still play. I can't play Bach and, you know, Mozart. Um, right. I still know the chords, all the basics. But one of my goals um, in the near future is to take lessons again because I've always heard that, you know, once you've played before, you can pick it up a lot quicker. Absolutely. Well, I know that uh, as you grew older uh, in your early life and you drew away from that, uh, I noticed also that you mentioned that uh, you mentioned, you know, you had a little peer pressure uh, going on. Tell us a little bit about that and what what uh, kind of pressure happened and what things developed later on in your life as a teenager. Well, I think that as a kid, you know, I can't speak geographically for everyone, but I know in California, you know, there was a lot of pressure, uh, a lot of gang affiliation in the area um, and just a young man trying to find his way. So for me, you know, the people that I gravitated to were the people that liked me. And to this day, I still like people who like me. So right. the guys that liked me were the ones in the street, and um, they happened to uh, have habits that, you know, I should not have gotten involved with, with smoking marijuana as well as drinking alcohol. And just to be affiliated with them and, and for us to be family, uh, on one side is deception because, you know, you feel like you have a sense of camaraderie, but on the other side there's going to be some consequences that accompany your decisions. So I started getting in trouble when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, I can tell you, we can, a lot of us contest to that. Uh, I remember used to hearing a lot that some people just have a knack of getting caught uh, and some people can get away with absolute murder. Now, I mean, you know, just getting away with everything, and they never get in trouble. It's like, what exactly. is up with that? Well, I was one of those guys, kids growing up, that always got caught. I couldn't, I couldn't take any money out of my mama's purse. She knew it was, 50 Cent was missing. I, right. I couldn't sneak out of the house. She heard the door open. I mean, you know, I couldn't get away with nothing. Me neither. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, Helen, that was my case, you know, when I got – I did a lot of things that I didn't get caught for, but, you know, I got caught by my parents. But the first time I got arrested, I was 17, and everybody else was still, and so I figured I could steal, too. And guys took off and ran, and I was the one who got caught. So my story is just like yours. It, it always seemed that I got caught for, you know, the things that I did. But looking back, I think it was meant to be that way so I could learn from those experiences. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, I, I really appreciate that because, you know, being very candid and open and, and – um, genuine. Uh, you know, when I had uh, experience being able to work in the prisons many years ago, and I had a chance to provide um, some insights to guys because there were some things that they went through that I went through. And so when you have the identification where you can kind of give in to someone who knows that you've been there, uh, knows what you, you know, what, how things have changed and how what things turn your life around, you know, you're able to better help people uh, get their lives turned around. So Mitch, talking about that, what turned you around? 
Uh, what was it that uh, you had some kind of encounter, I see, that you mentioned earlier that ultimately saved your life? What was that all about? Well, you know, I got into a lot of trouble. I just kind of alluded to it, but that, that happened for years and years to the point that I really thought I was going to die. Um, in, in California, with all the people I was hanging with, the conversation was always, you know, we, we didn't think we were going to make it to 25. And that, counts, you know, that sounds kind of uh, depressing, but, you know, the atmosphere was conducive to death. Uh, right. You know, I was either going to be dead or in prison. So we kind of like wanted to live as fast as we could and live it up as much as we could because we kind of thought death was inevitable. But the good news right. is that uh, I have a, a brother named Corey. I have several mm -hmm. siblings, but my brother Corey called me when I was 21 years old. He didn't know I was depressed, you know, and I didn't really, you know, have a sense of purpose. I, I felt hopeless. And mm -hmm. uh, he gave me a call, and he let me know that God loved me and that God had a plan for my life. And, Amen. you know, he had said things like that before, and I, I ignored him because I was having too much fun as far as I was concerned. Uh, it was <laughs> fun that was sabotaging, you know, my happiness. But right. uh, on the flip side, when he called me this day, I think I kind of reached the end of my rope. And um, I thought, you know, I'm not going to be here much longer. I need some help. And, um, you know, he let me know that Jesus loved me. And he, he kept it very simple, uh, very practical. And my life was changed, you know, from that day forward. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have a similar intervention I did as well. Uh, it was further, further back than 95. Uh, it was like in 1986, but you know I had an intervention as well, and that was with my mom. Thank God, you know. But my mom had intervened and and prayed with me, um, and just and it, I was at that point too. You know, enough's enough. I'm just. It's it, actually the words I use is I'm done. Yeah. And I looked at myself in the mirror um, after just being on the you know a crazy couple of wild ones, and I just looked at myself and I just was totally, as you said, depressed, totally unsatisfied with where my life was. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at myself and said, I'm done. And I said it again, and then I walked out of the house and walked to church. I walked about four miles to church, cried wow. the whole way, and <laughs> wow. got into church right in between uh, the changing of services. At the time, they had an 8 o'clock and a 10.30. I got there about 10.15, Early enough to get a little, enjoy a little bit of uh, fellowship, and people were coming up to me and talking to me. Hammond, it's good right. to see you. This at the other, um, but I always remember, you know, that that call from, on Hammond. You know, when are you going to be done? And uh, I said I was done, and uh, I've never looked back since. So I'm just grateful wow. to hear, um, you know, when it's when we, someone intervenes for us, uh, standing in the gap. And just says, you know, when are you going to be done? And, and when she asked me the question, it was like a very divine question at the right time because I was, I was done. So tell me a little bit more to uh, Timothy. I don't want to just talk about me today, but, uh, you, you know, you're our exciting guest. I see that you uh, got involved in hip hop and got involved in the studio. Uh, how old were you when you started getting into uh, music and stuff like that? Well, you know, the the piano, that was nine years old, but I started writing hip-hop when I was nine as well. So it was fun. You know, it was something that I did with my homeboys in the streets. Um, but in terms of taking it serious and as a professional, that was when I was 21. I went right into the studio because my whole objective at that point, Hammond, was I want to turn around and help somebody else. Corey took go. the time to, he loved me enough to tell me the truth, and it, it gave me a fresh start. So I right. felt like, you know, it was kind of like my calling for the rest of my life to give somebody a fresh start by telling them the truth and giving them some options. So I went into the studio. I started recording a demo. I went on to record three independent CDs. I signed with a recording, a record label, uh, Christside Entertainment, CSR Entertainment. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, the Stellar Award was from an album that I did with an artist named Kenny Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was able to travel. I was able to reach a lot of people throughout the country. And, you know, it's something that I've always enjoyed. Music has always been a passion for me. So I was just grateful for the opportunity to use my gift to help somebody else. Amen. And that's, that's what it's about. Uh, being able to turn the key and turn the corner and use the very God-given uh, gifts and talents that God has placed in us to uh, be able to bless and help and, and help others uh, achieve success. And, and right. I really appreciate that. That's a great story because, you know, again, a lot of us have struggled in life and had a lot of things that have gone on in our lives. And uh, sometimes I know leaving listeners are kind of at a point where, you know, well, how did you do it? I mean, yeah. you never know where they may be, but of course they're at a crossroads saying, I, I think I'm done too. So tell yeah. us a little bit about when you, when you were done as I was, uh, there was, you know, we took different roads on how we said I'm done and what things we needed to prepare um, our lives to be a blessing. And real quick, uh, I found out years ago from a, a minister that said definition of a blessing is a vehicle in which God uses to channel his favor and love through in order to prevent tragedy, mishap, or misfortune in other people's lives. So when I grabbed a hold of that, um, you know, it, it let me know that it's not about me. You know, it's about others. Right. So I see that, you know, th- that was kind of like your mandate and mission, and you began acting uh, in theater, I see, in 1997. Uh, so it seems like you had a passion, you know, for in the entertainment uh, field and, and gifted, of course. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what, you know, what transpired out of you wanting to get into acting and in theater. Well, you know, Hammond, at that point at 21, I didn't have a sense of purpose in life. So I kind of felt like I was just existing and there had to be more. You know, I didn't have a dream or a vision for my life. I knew that I had some gifts, but I heard one person th- say, I think it was Einstein, but someone said that where purpose is unknown, abu- abuse is inevitable. So, you know, I was living a very reckless life. And when I did come into, you know, a relationship with God, uh, not only did I start using that musical gift uh, to help people, but then one day I was at an event and I was actually performing, and a director came up to me and told me that they wanted me to be in their next play. Well, it kind of made me nervous because I had never acted before, and they wanted me to be in the lead role because their leading (laughs) actor had dropped out. I know this story sounds unbelievable, The director's name was John White, and his wife was Lynette. And uh, there was, you know, people in the play that I recognized, one particular person from television. So I was just, the whole thing was scary, and it was very uncomfortable. But he convinced Mm -hmm. me that, you know, the passion that he saw me exude on stage, that that could transcend to acting. So I came to a rehearsal, and, you know, they were telling me that I was a natural and, um, you know, from that point on, I just went from play to play to play. And now I've been doing theater for about 15 years. I've done television, film. But the whole purpose, and I, I, I keep coming back to that purpose, the mm-hmm. purpose of it is not for the sake of acting. It's not about being a star. It's not about people, you know, knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. I choose roles and opportunities based on um, is it going to help someone? You know, because all right. of us have a story. So today we're talking about my story, but right. you have a story. And if I was to act and portray Hammond Bolden in a film, I want to tell your story with authenticity, you know, so right. that people can hear that truth and so that they can be reached. And one of the greatest performances for me is when Jamie Foxx, who I've had an opportunity to work with, when he played Ray Charles, he became Ray Charles. 
Yes, so you saw that authenticity. He was able to tell the story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the heroin addiction, the musical gift. And that's what I do. That, that's my assignment is to be authentic and to tell people's stories so that it can help someone else. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's, that's again, very powerful because we're talking about authenticity and transparency. And I think that that's, that's really what I, I, I believe, my opinion, is people are really looking for is how authentic and genuine you can be. And they sense that, and there's a really strong connection. So what we're going to do real quick, uh, Timothy, is take a quick break, and we're going to come back, share a little bit about what you're doing today, uh, that, a film that you've produced, and talk a little bit about some of the life lessons that you can share with the listeners that you've learned along the way. So uh, listeners, uh, we're just going to take a quick break, and we'll be back shortly with our powerful, legendary, stellar actor and entertainer, Mr. Timothy Teach Jones. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello again, uh, and welcome back to the Transformation for Success show. I'm your host today, Mr. Hammond Bolden, sitting on behalf of Dr. Young uh, on the Transformation for Success show. Today, listeners, we have Mr. Timothy Teach Jones with us, who's been sharing some very powerful uh, things about his life, his story. And uh, we're going to now move into with uh, Timothy about talking a little bit about what he's doing today, um, some of the things that he's currently involved in maybe even some life lessons that he can share with you listeners to possibly help you uh, maybe identify with some things that can turn around for you as well. We can hear from him. So let's welcome Timothy back to the show. Timothy, how you doing? Doing all right? I'm doing well, Hammond. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, not a problem at all. I know that you're absolutely going to be a blessing to the listeners. Um, so anyway, as we said we, during break, we're going to talk a little bit about what you're doing today. Um, and the film that you have produced. But before we get to that question, I'd like to maybe let you share a little about what is your greatest joy in life right now? And then looking back over your life, was there anything that you would change? And if there was, what would it be? 
Well, I'll answer the first part of that question, and I'm sure that I'm kind of like a broken record, but my greatest joy right now is living my purpose. Amen. You know, I, <laughs> I know that at the end of the, the interview, I'll be able to give some life lessons and, and share because life is not worth living if you're just existing. Um, so for me to have the privilege to live out my purpose, I just get up every day grateful and thankful. And to answer the question about if there was anything that I would change, um, you know, I used to say no, but, you know, I think that that's foolish. There's a lot of things that we go through in life that could have been avoided, um, things that were preventable. So, you know, obviously, um, if I could change anything, I probably would have picked my friends a little bit better when I was a teenager. And, um, you know, I, will, I really would have pursued my purpose as a child. I tell my kids now um, that I would have probably gone to a performing arts school. But, you know, when you're a child, you can't make that decision. That's not something that you can dictate. But one right. thing that I could have controlled was my choices, because choices, Absolutely. Either, you know, they either result in success or consequences. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I agree to that. Uh, I think about when I was in college and I was uh, making a choice, do I, you know, go serve in the military or do I finish school and then maybe go back, you know, go into the service and maybe go in as an officer. So just a lot of things that I was battling. But again, I, I just didn't get the right proper guidance. So I just went yeah. on down there to, at the AV station in Oakland, California, and <laughs> signed up and signed up, you know, going on 19, you know, and signed up. I'm getting A's in college, you know, in criminal justice. And I just all of just said, no, I'm so the choice I made. So again, I think if I had a chance to change something, I enjoyed my serve, uh, serving my country um, yeah. as a military policeman at the time. But I think I would have liked to have stayed in college. And uh, yeah. I think if I change something back, I just to stay in college and then possibly go into the military. Well, anyway, uh, why don't we share a little bit about what you're doing today? Um, I hear that you've got a hot film out there um, that we're going to want to talk about, uh, you know, so called Discovering Destiny. Uh, yeah, you know, and if, you, if you don't mind, I'll give just a little backstory on how the film came about. Um, yeah. I've worked as a manager in corporate America for about 15 years. So in 2014, mm -hmm. I reached a point in my life where, like you say, you were done well, there's different seasons of being done. When I was 21, I was done living a reckless life. But when I was Absolutely. in 2014, I was done living everybody else's dream. And I was frustrated. I was, you know, we, we all know we're, we're caterpillars and we, you know, we have a butterfly inside of us. But I was just crawling around and, you know, I knew there was more. So in 2014, I left my job and I started my company, Timothy Jones Productions. And it sounds so simple, but I'm trying to maximize this hour. There were a lot of steps and hurdles, but um, right. I always wanted to make a film. I had participated in so many other films. And, uh, you know, as I was thinking about one particular film that was on my heart, it was going to be kind of complex to make. It was going to be a lot of sci-fi and special effects. And as I was driving one day, I just felt in my heart, why don't you just tell your story? Because okay. a film is just a story. So that right. simplified it for me and... Discovering Destiny is a compelling documentary about my life, and it chronicles how I overcame gang affiliation, drug and alcohol abuse, um, uh, racism, so many other things that I experienced in life. And the film features interviews from people from Hollywood all the way to the hood, you know, people that I grew up right. with, people that I went to college with, um, multiple people. There's probably 30 people in the cast. We have a lot of dream sequences and flashbacks, you know, scenes with actors and actresses that portray us at different seasons of our life. It's a powerful story that I know is going to reach a lot of people. 
Well, what inspired you to write and produce a film? Was there something uh, – because you, you mentioned you know, that you had a sense of urgency. So you left corporate America to pursue God's purpose in your life um, and write. So what kind of inspired you to just start writing, just particularly say, I'm going to write and do a story about me? You know what's funny is that I was just telling this story to someone yesterday, a close friend of mine that is in the film. His name is Belma Michael Johnson. He's a very prominent producer. Uh, he works in front of the camera, behind the camera. Well, he's been a close friend of mine for 20 years. And, you know, we had a aha moment, you know. And uh, over the years, you know, he's given me a lot of opportunities. He's helped me out a lot. And I just remember one particular time a few years ago we were talking and, you know, he had a, a stern big brother conversation with me. And, you know, he said, you want, you keep waiting for someone to believe in you. He said, you got to believe in yourself. And he hung up the phone. And, it, you know, for me, it was like I needed that. I needed that wake-up call. I needed that, that stern, you know, in-your-face, you know, what yeah. are you going to do? It's kind of like all the people that complain that they can't find a job, so they play video games all day, but they're not right. looking for a job anymore, or maybe even trying to create a business or wash somebody's car. So it made me stand up on my own two feet, and that's what gave me the motivation to start writing and, you know, I found that I enjoyed doing these things. I enjoyed producing and, and, and you know, corralling all the cast. And uh, I did everything from cast the film to write it and produce it, you know, contacted the editors, you know, mm -hmm. contacted the camera crew. We could shoot on the days that I wanted to. Was it challenging? Absolutely. But there is no greater joy than to do what you love. Well, what, what do you think if, you know, the folks that are going to watch this show or this story about you, what do you think is the main message that you want people to receive when they watch it? I think the main mer a purpose that's universal is uh, pursue your purpose. You know, gotcha. the film may be about me, but it's not about me. Um, I think right. everybody's story <laughs> is relevant because I heard Kirk Franklin say years ago that what comes from the heart reaches the heart. So right. by me telling my story, like when I watched Ray, I cried. I didn't watch mm -hmm. it because, well, that's just Jamie acting like he's Ray. No, Ray's story of overcoming, that's universal. Ray's story of triumph over tragedy, that's universal. So all mm -hmm. that ministered to me. And so for me, I know that people, when they finish watching this film, they're going to leave with a greater sense of their own purpose, and they're also going to have some practical steps that they can take to pursue their purpose. Absolutely. Um, again, pursuit um, is is quite important. I know there's a particular uh, story in the, in the uh, Bible that talks about pursue. Uh, David yeah. was told that he would pursue and he would recover all. Exactly. And I understand that you know, pursuing uh, is a very important part uh, of what we, in order for us to achieve um, success in what God has designed us to have, and that's pursuit. Again, you mentioned a lack of an example. Some people have just lost hope, given up hope. Um, thinking that, you know, I'm never going to get hired or I'm never going to uh, get this job or I'm never ever going to be able to have my own business. And, you know, it all starts about within, you know, always doing a little self-talk, talk a little bit about, you know, where it is that you want to be. And can you just start doing a little self-talk? And I thank God, you know, that you had this good friend of yours you've had for 20 years kind of give you a little wake-up call, stop waiting on someone to believe in you, you know, believe in yourself. And I, yeah. I just want the listeners to know that's a very powerful message is to begin 
to believe in yourself, believe in yourself that you are worthy, that you're valuable, you're precious, uh, you're important, you have significance, um, and there's things that God wants for you. Um, So let's talk a little bit about also, Tim, some life lessons. You know, I've I've got some, you've got some definitely uh, that we want to share with the listeners, some lessons that you may have learned along the way, maybe a particular phrase, a poem, uh, a particular, you know, something, you know, a scripture. I mean, just something that uh, helped you just kind of stay on the path uh, that that God has got you on, and you're doing great things right now. Because I know a lot of distractions can happen, right. uh, a lot of things, obstacles can happen, and we know they come. So, why don't you tell some of the listeners how you may have avoided some pitfalls, or what you do when you did run into an obstacle? How'd you get over it, around it? Well, some of the life lessons, Hammond. You know, uh, I, I tweet. A lot every day, you know, just trying to use whatever I learned to help someone else. And one of the messages that has stood out to me is that it's not enough for us to survive. It's time for us to thrive. And for so many years in my life, I was surviving. You know, if you're getting up every day and you're going to work and you work to get that check in two weeks, only to start your weekend on Friday night, only to get mad on Sunday morning because Mm -hmm. tomorrow is Monday and to do it all again, well, you're surviving. And, you know, a lot of people don't really want to talk about that because, you know, it's painful to acknowledge the truth sometimes. But there's more. You know, we can all thrive. But when it comes to, like, challenges that I faced and how I overcame them, I remember Denzel saying one day that he told his kids, um, you do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. So I haven't been able to do what I want to do all my life. I'm 42 years old. But for right. all those years that I did what I had to do, you got to get up in the morning. you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, pursuing your purpose is not about doing it tomorrow. It's foolish to quit your job today when you have house payments and car payments and to say, I'm going to go live out my dream. That's foolish, but from a practical standpoint, we can get up today and at least start dreaming. Steve Harvey yes. somebody else that I respect, and he was saying, using your imagination is free. Every day we can go to work to that job that that we may not like, Mm. but when we come home, we can Mm -hmm. get a notebook out and a pen, and instead of watching TV and we're watching everybody else do what they love to do, we take 30 minutes or 15 minutes and start writing down some things that we want to see in our own lives, and then we go do the dishes and take care of our kids. But every day investing (laughs) in yourself, nobody else is going to invest in you. So the time that we have, Mm. the 24 hours that we have in a day, you know, I found I can spend all day watching TV, hanging out, having fun, but mm-hmm. you look up and time's not going to wait. It's going to be 2017, and I'll never get that time back. But if we invest in ourselves oh. every day, we're going to get a return that we're really going to enjoy. That's, that's very important. Uh, thriving. Did you hear that, listeners? That's right. So I think, again, Timothy, that's, that's pretty uh, very um, impactful to have a word uh, that we can use to help us uh, not realize that you know you can have dreams. You can dream. Yes, you can. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having dreams. Uh, but like you said, some things we have to do some things and until some other things are where we can do whatever we want to do. So I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, I face a lot of potential problems that have come and go, uh, rising from you know some rebellious things that went on in my life, you know, just mm-hmm. running the streets, running around. And uh, there were some things that, you know, my, my, you know, my pastor had to kind of dropped into me. And he said, uh, he gave me a word. He said, do you want to be just mediocre? Just any old kind of ochre? <laughs> or do you want, ex- or you want some excellence in your life? And you want to pursue excellence? And I, I said, yeah. well, no, I don't want to be mediocre. He said, don't be average. 
go in excellence. Everything that you touch, everything that you desire to do, be your best. Be your yeah. best at it. And I realized in that lesson for me, I had to really find out, okay, what am I good at? What am I best at? And mm-hmm. I had to really take a look at me and see, make sure that I, I wasn't pursuing something that actually um, – and let me give you this particular story real quick, segue here. And I believe in St. Louis there is a train station in St. Louis, one of the largest switching stations in the United States. A lot of trains switching going everywhere, south, mm-hmm. east, west, you name it. What, what I was told is in this switching station, when you leave this terminal out of St. Louis, you don't know if you're going west, east, south, north. You don't know until you start seeing landmarks. Yeah. And you start seeing landmarks, and you go, oh, Oh, my God, I'm going north. I should have been going east. So, again, we got to be careful of those switching stations where there's a point in your life where you're just not sure where you're going. Yeah. But I think that if you, <laughs> if you start looking for some landmarks, following and looking for some people who can inspire you, people who you can uh, learn from and emulate from and, and pull from, people that can possibly help you meet yeah. or get back on track or maybe put some things in you. Um, to make sure you thrive, as you mentioned. So and I want you to, you know, share. If I just interject Go ahead. you, because you, you're hitting on some great topics. One, when you talked about, um, you know, what are you good at, and then you also talked about the journey, so to speak, going forward, I think that those are things that are very practical. These are things that I try to instill in my children, because I don't want them to go through what I went through, and you have this epiphany as an adult. You can discover, you know, your your destiny as a child, but a practical yes. things that people can apply to their lives. What are you good at? What do you love to do? If, if money was not an option, what would you get up every day and do for free? These are indicators that this is a passion for you. And I love the part two that you gave because that was my whole objective in, in coming into this interview. I hope that people can apply it and it's not just something that is, you know, up in the clouds and it, it's, it, you know, people are in awe. It's got to be something that, they, that they, they can apply to their lives. And when you said start moving in that direction, I know that if you and I head to Los Angeles today, we're going to get on the 91 freeway and go west. Well, right. if you find out something that you're interested in, start heading in that direction. You won't yes. have all the answers. You won't know. I think of one particular person that I know now, completely frustrated and has completely given up because everything that they wanted has not happened yet. But you got to start taking steps in that direction. If you love doing hair, do hair in your kitchen. You know, maybe you do your friend's hair once a week. You're moving in that direction before you get the beauty shop. So whatever right. it is, there, there are practical steps that we can take. If we want to write, we can start writing in a journal before we become a best-selling art, you know, mm-hmm. author. But it's practical steps. You'll get direction as you go. It makes me think, Hammond, lastly, about Abraham in Genesis 12 when he told him, get up, get all your stuff, and leave. Leave your relatives, leave your family, and go to a place that I will show you. He didn't give him the destination up front. He just said, trust me. You know, you start going west, and then I'll tell you when to turn left, and then I'll tell you when to turn right, and I'll tell you to sit down and take a break. So it's just that blind faith. That's that's uh, a very uh, powerful observation um, that I think the viewers, which you talked about, applicable, and I think that's very applicable, um, is starting in a direction. You know, as we talked in the onset of the show, um, 
that you're a man on purpose and uh, and your purpose is to inspire. And I just hope that you know the listeners will hear that that the message here today that we're talking about, you know, with Timothy as well as myself, is pursuing. Um, your purpose, pursuing your purpose, and and we hope that this show really kind of dials in and helps you kind of touch within yourself of what is my purpose. Could be your first question. Um, I, I really don't know Hammond or Timothy. You know where really to go. Uh, I'm stuck in a rut. You know, and someone told me, you know what a rut is? It's it's being in a coffin with both ends knocked out. So it's like, okay, so you're in that rut. So what things do we need to do to get out of the rut, out of the groove? And uh, again, oftentimes it takes others to intercede, others to reach into there and be able to help you out of, out of that risk for help. Ask for someone to possibly give you some insight on how to discover your purpose. Uh, we're getting ready to go take another quick break, Timothy. Uh, this is some really good stuff we're going to talk about. So listeners, don't go away. Stay tuned. And even if you just tuned in, we're talking with Mr. Timothy Teach Jones, uh, talking about purpose vision, and hopefully this definitely, this show has inspired you today. Uh, so we're going to just take a quick break and be right back with Timothy and talk about some other hot things that uh, I think will be a great help to you. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you're in an unhealthy relationship or you want to know what helps you avoid being in an unhealthy relationship, be sure to tune into Tamar's Relationship Transformations. Host, author, and certified relationship coach Tamar Neal uses real scenarios from her experience as a 911 operator and counselor to change the way you see potentially abusive relationships. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello there again, and we're back. Uh, uh, well, those who've just tuned in, uh, today we're talking with... Um, Fantastic and exciting guest, Mr. Timothy Teach Jones. Um, those of you who've just tuned in, telling you you download this show, you're not want to miss uh, the first 30 minutes. So we're talking about some really hot stuff, some very great topics um, concerning his life, my life, and just some things that we think will be a great benefit for you. So, Timothy, uh, again, thank you for being on the show today. Um, thank you. As we broke, the, went to break. I was talking a little bit about not 
uh, being afraid to ask for help. Uh, looking to, can help you uh, pursue your passion, pursue your purpose, pursue your vision, and to get out of the ruts that uh, come from day to day. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about you know mentorship or looking for someone that could possibly mentor and help you and navigate into your life of success? Well, you know, uh, when I'm thinking about practical things that can help people that they can apply to their lives right now, one of the things that I just strongly right. encourage people to do is find mentors people that are already doing what you want to do, people that are sharper than you. Um, for me, I'll be honest with you, a lot of my friends are older than me. A lot of the people that um, I gravitate to in terms of whether it be the industry or just, you know, as a man, um, these mm-hmm. people are, are doing what they love. They are smarter than me. They are rich. Right. You know, I could go on and on with how they outrank me. <laughs> and if someone says, right. well, doesn't that make you feel inferior? Not at all. Because I heard someone say years ago that association brings on assimilation. So assimilation, I want right. to become smart like you and rich like you. I want to know how to handle stocks and bonds. I grew up poor. So what do I know about right. investing and wealth? You know, we all want wealth, but what are we going to do when we get it? And so when I learn from yep. these stories of people that win the lottery this year and next year they're broke, that scares me. So I surround myself mm-hmm. with people who know more than I do. They're sharper than I do, you know, than I am. And, and don't be afraid to have your feelings hurt. You know, when I told you my friend hung up on me, I needed that. You know, and, and we're still <laughs> friends. I didn't get an attitude and say, well, how dare he hang up on me. He was trying to right. teach me something. So just remaining teachable, always being hungry, that's the only way. You, you hear the expression, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Don't well, get fed. if you That's remain right. hungry and teachable, then you're going to learn everything you need to know to get to where your destination is. Wow. And there's another word, you know, that uh, listeners, we talk to you to talk about teachable. Teachable uh, kind of has a, a, another um, word that echoes from that for me, and it's meekness, uh, mm-hmm. being humble, teachable. Um, knowing, just coming in there knowing that you don't know everything, coming in there knowing, I don't know the industry, I don't know wealth management, I don't know, uh, you know, just how to. And those two words, how to, are the one of the most popular, most used words in the search engines today. Everyone wants to learn how to yes. do something. And I think that keeping that attitude uh, to be teachable um, and to be willing to learn, to willing to expand. Someone had also mentioned to me, Hammond, you can't exceed you know, uh, your output when you don't ha- have input. I mean, you, you just you need to have input coming in because you won't exceed your output unless you have input coming in. So always be willing to learn, uh, be teachable, open to new ideas, open to um, new things in your life. Um, if someone, like you said, gets a call, gives you a stern wake-up call and hangs up, what you going to do about that? Is that something that you want to embrace? Take a look at yourself. Ooh, I, I think I needed that today. Well, yeah. I think today – this show is, is, again, a nice little wake-up for our listeners today. Um, we really want to you know, thank God for you and, and being able to talk a little bit about mentorship and the importance of having that. Um, again, as I mentioned before break, you know, we get in ruts, and sometimes these ruts are very easy to walk in. I don't know if you've ever gone four-wheeling before, but uh, yeah. Timothy, what I've learned uh, and heard about four-wheeling is when it's muddy, okay, all the four-wheelers go out and start developing these grooves – They go out the next day where it's now dry and hard, and so they're going in these grooves, jumping in and out. I mean, you know, of course, you've got these 
uh, suspensions that are off this world, but they go in and out of these grooves because they built the groove, then they let it dry, and they have now the vehicle in which to know how to navigate through the groups. So, again, I think we need to learn how to navigate, have the right equipment. If, for example, you've planted a seed in five acres and you've got all of this corn that just developed and harvested and you only have a wheelbarrow, yeah. uh, you, you have not the right equipment yeah. to take care of the harvest that you have in order to optimize what it is you have. So again, yeah. I think we, again, back to being open, teachable, uh, being able to learn different things, again, like new ideas, uh, even some things that we may have to change within ourselves. Um, so what I want to do now, uh, Timothy, I hope uh, we haven't bored you listeners. I hope this is absolutely changing the way you may want to think about things, pursuing right. your purpose pursue your purpose so we talked a little bit earlier today uh timothy about your new movie uh called discovering destiny and talked to us a little bit about that um can you tell the listeners a little bit you know maybe sharing where it's being shown maybe how people can view it that good thing yeah and before we actually get distribution you know we're going to submit the film to festivals internationally but we're going to have a huge premiere if you're in the southern california area you do not want to miss this film. I initially had rented out AMC Theater. They accommodate 300 people, and I had over 500 people RSVP for the film. So I had to cancel that date, which was going to be this Saturday the 30th. The new date is September the 11th. It's going to be on a Sunday, and my pastor graciously offered to host the event because the auditorium seats over 800 people. Uh, you can go to a website called Eventbrite and just type in Discovering Destiny, and you'll see the, the film, the date, the location, the time, and you can RSVP there. But if you're in the Southern California area, the event's going to be in Riverside, California, which is about 60 miles east of Los Angeles. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a red carpet event. We're going to have, it's a black tie affair. It's going to be a formal affair. The media will be there. If you've never experienced anything like that, then one, uh, that will be enjoyable. But on the flip side of that, watching the film in that environment uh, with eight to 900 people, it's going to impact your lives. So I encourage you, because we have seating now, there's still availability, bring as many friends and family as you want. Maybe you have people in your life that you know. They've been sitting on the couch forever. You've been trying to get your nephew up to go get a job. Or maybe it's you. <laughs> right. You have a good job, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you know that there's more. That's what this film is about. It's not about me. It's about purpose. So if there's somebody in your life that you want to help or encourage, and maybe you can't do that directly, and you think that you know through entertainment they that might subtly motivate them, this is a great opportunity. Absolutely. Um, again, oh, now I wanted to ask you in the film um, is the uh, some of you mentioned you had over thirty five uh, cast members, or did you say three hundred? How many? How many cast no, 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 members about, in the about cast? About thirty cast members. Okay, and what are the age limits? Uh, were there any, I mean, as far as age brackets, were there some young, old? Did you have a little bit of variety? We had a little bit of everyone, and to be honest with you, it's funny that you asked that. My nephew played me when I was a kid because we looked very similar. So I cast <laughs> him to portray oh, me. Nice. Joshua nice. was probably about 10 years old, so yeah, he's the youngest cast member. Um, but we had to get a variation because it, it represents people in my life, you know, throughout the entire 42 years. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Awesome, awesome. So, Discovering Destiny, awesome bu- um, film. I, I actually looks excited, but when I know you mentioned the date, you said September 11th, and something just rang a bell, and I said, yeah. 
September 11th. Yeah. That's opening day of football. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I thought you were going to say, Hammond, which somebody brought this to my attention. My uh-huh. aunt said, you know what, Timothy, it's ironic that you're having it on 9-11 because that was a day in America that was so horrific and tragic. Yes. And you yes. get to show the triumph over the, the tragedy. And yes. I never looked at the parallel between that. But mm-hmm. on a day that we have mourned for years, this is an opportunity you know, for us to kind of like see the rainbow that shines after the rain. You know, we yes. all go through things. We're going through things now with people shooting cops and cops involved in, you know, questionable murders. It, it's a time where people are very sensitive. You know, uh, there's, it's very delicate issues internationally. People driving over people in France. People need hope right now. There are people yes, afraid to leave their house. And we're not supposed to live in fear. We're supposed to be living our purpose. So I just want to encourage people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so true uh, with what's going on in our world today. Um, uh, you know, listeners, I, I just want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in today. Um, and as we get ready to wrap up, I mean, we've got a few more minutes. I just wanted to um, just let Timothy know I really appreciate uh, your authenticity today. I really do. I thank God for that. Um, I really think that this was, is an absolute must listen to show uh, concerning um, where we are today. And again, not living in fear, uh, which is false evidence appearing real, but living in the moment, living in the now. Uh, the scripture talks about now faith is. Yeah. Uh, those three words you read out of Hebrews 12, you can interchange them in any direction. It's always active now. now. Is faith now. Now is faith. Faith is, it's a now moment. So today, yeah. listeners, today, now, you know, you can begin to pursue your purpose. And that's what uh, Timothy and I was just hoping to do was to share our transformational journeys, our stories, things that we've learned across the way. Uh, we don't have it all dialed in yet. We're still teachable. We're still open. Absolutely. We're still learning, um, as I know Timothy is. Timothy, real quick, who would you say is your greatest um, mentor, uh, man or woman? Oh, that's easy. That's my pastor. His name is Dr. Robert Lee Wilkes, Jr. I've been with him for 19 years. And this is a guy who has never held back from telling me the truth. Because if people really love you, they're going to tell you the truth. And the truth hurts sometimes. You know, if I tell you that your breath stinks, that's not going to make you feel happy. But it's going to give you the opportunity to go get a mint so that you can find a solution. And he's always challenged me. He's always corrected me. He's, Mm -hmm. He's encouraged me. And he has, you know, built me up. But what I love most about him is he's always told me the truth, even when I, I didn't like it. And I've stayed right. with him for 19 years, and I'm grateful for his boldness and his courage uh, in telling me the truth. And one thing I want to share with um, uh, listeners is I mentioned earlier that each day I try to encourage, and I love what Hammond said, we don't have all the answers. We're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving and developing. I just think that I'm at a stage in my life where if I can turn around and help somebody with something, anything, then that's all I want to do. That's all I want to live for. And I encourage people to follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Timothy Teach Jones because each day I'm trying to send out some inspiration. You know, I'm, I'm getting out of my comfort zone. My daughters keep encouraging me. You know, you need to post pictures of us. Uh, I am not the social media guy. You know, I've, I've tried. <laughs> I came out of my comfort zone this year. And every now and then, I'll throw out a picture of my daughter. You know, I'm super private. I don't want everybody knowing all my business. But one thing that you can count on if you do follow me is inspiration. You may not get pictures of me taking food or jambalaya, but I will send out some words that that might be able to help. 
Absolutely. Well, you know, as we close the show today, Timothy, I want to thank you so much. It's been an honor, a privilege to talk with you today. I absolutely look forward to this awesome, awesome uh, premiere that you're doing with Discovering Destiny here on 9-11 on Sunday. Uh, I know, listeners, you've enjoyed the show today with my guest, Mr. Timothy Jones. Uh, And in your journey, um, we just want to thank you that you may have learned some things along the way. And as we've learned from Timothy Jones, there are many potential problems that can arise um, from just some things going on in our lives, things in the streets. Um, But however, as you will note, Timothy was able to overcome. So we call him an overcomer, his challenges and reckless behavior to become the man he is today, mm-hmm. a man to inspire. Uh, we want to thank God for him. I mean, a man that's on the move to inspire. So this is uh, Mr. Hammond Bolden. I want to thank you again for, for uh, But stay tuned next week for Dr. Young. She will be back with another interesting and exciting show and guests. So we hear from Transformation for Success always in saying, be blessed, keep well, be successful, be inspired, and be forever transformed to your journey to success. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you. And any comments you may have, feel free to either call or write comments to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.